0: This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel fine. You know, you didn't done those.
1: You could have destroyed the whole race car If not worse I don't have any problem racing each other And trading paint and moving people I mean, that's it's a short track bull race. This exactly. is not Daytona From the MCRP studios in the Motor City But I do know also one thing By the time I'm his age,
2: I'll have more than 100 wins And I promise you that
1: With Zach Heiser Fager leads him down
0: on the bottom side of the racetrack Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf Big run, he'll cross over now down the back Straight into turn number three Moyer puts the binders on Fager nearly on the bike And Rich Frank
1: any progress, Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios. Hey guys, this is Ford This is three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion, Rusty Schlink. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis Brady. This is Andrew Schei. David Melkey, Josh Fry. Ryan Rule. And this is Horsepower Horsepower Happenings.
0: evening race fans and welcome into Horsepower Happenings. So much great racing held over the weekend and plenty of news to cover as well. We'll dive into all of it but right now let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. When you reach 65 years old bucket list items for most people start to come into play and for Ken Schrader he'll knock something off his list in 2020. More on that coming up. Joey Logano picked up his first NASCAR Cup Series points win of 2020 in the Pennzoil 400 on Sunday afternoon at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Logano took advantage of a late race caution, staying out when most teams opted for tires. And Matt DiBenedetto tied his career best finish, bringing his number 21 Wood Brothers Ford home in second. Five-star race car bodies back in the headlines this week after some big news on Thursday. We'll dive into that coming up. What a beautiful couple of days it's been here in the state of Michigan, temperature-wise. Feels like it's almost time to head to the racetracks at Heiser, Rich France, across from me in a, a little bit of a new design that we have here in Sterling Heights. And uh, what a way for you to spend your last last day here. Is that what we're going to call it? Is it going to be your last day here? Are you going to come back? Yes, What's I'll come, happening? <laughs> yes,
1: I'll, yes, I'll come back. We did, we, we Just for any, all of our listeners, we did a little bit of remodeling in our studio today, so feels a little more studio-ish, there more we more more homesy here at, at the MCRP Studios in Sterling Heights. And yep, uh, we're going to finish the show today, and then later on in the week, I'm going to head down to Florida a couple of weeks late, mm-hmm. uh, hang out with uh, my other partner that I work with at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway, Gary Lindahl, and uh, just... Do we have our, we have our annual announcers meeting? That's what we call it. Sure. So we go over everything down there briefly, and then uh, then have some fun for a couple of weeks.
0: Hopefully, you guys decide to come back. <laughs>
1: i don't i I keep wondering one of these days he's not gonna come he's just gonna call
0: it home down there and say guess what you have a job to do
1: (laughs) but uh no i'll be i'll be back Uh, i'm only staying for about 10 or 11 days so then i'll be back well enjoy
0: yourself have fun
1: i plan on it but uh zach there was a big announcement made over the weekend in the pavement modified world uh on friday brian nester and bud gray announced that they have acquired the icar strike force energy all-stars modified tour from former Bearfield Motorsports Park promoter, Dave Mazzillo. The new tour, named Midwest Modifieds Tour, was announced by a Facebook Live video on Friday evening. Gray confirmed six events currently on the schedule for 2020 during the live video, with a few more possibly in the works. The Midwest Modifieds Tour will kick off their 2020 season at the Allgaier Performance Cabin Fever Opener at Lucas Oil Raceway April 3rd through the 5th.
0: Showtime Speedway concluded its Ice Crusher weekend Sunday afternoon with some of the nation's top super late model stars in attendance. At the end of the day, Florida native Anthony Sergi held off a strong field of super late model stars to claim a $10,000 payday. On his way to victory lane, Sergi defeated the likes of Jesse Dutilli, Bubba Pollard, Stephen Nassy, and many of Central Florida's best. He says, quote, it feels great to beat some of the big names that were in the field, Jesse, Bubba, and Steven. He went on to say, quote, it feels really good to get a win out here at Showtime, so it's really awesome, end quote. Dutilly held on to second, fending off a hard-charging Bubba Pollard. It was a lot of fun to come somewhere different, like a tight little bull ring like this, says Pollard. He went on to say, quote, it keeps you on your toes. You've got to be on your game, so it was a lot of fun. We get lazy at some of them bigger tracks, so we missed it a little bit, end quote. Steven Nassie finished fifth on the day, fading late after a long battle with Bubba Pollard. He said, quote, it was a lot of fun racing. I was on the outside of the 26 car, and I don't know. He couldn't keep up off the bottom, I guess, and he ended up getting into me a couple of times. Nassie goes on to say, I'm sure we'll go back and forth. It is what it is. Good hard racing, and there'll be more to come, End quote. The next big event for super late models, the 44th annual Rattler 250 from South Alabama Speedway. That's coming up on Sunday, March 22nd.
1: And we we also had some more news come out uh, out Zach last Thursday. The ABC Body Program uh, approved the next gen body presented by Five Star Race Car Bodies for competition in the 2020. 2020- one season, uh, we're still a year away from seeing the body in action in series such as Champion Racing Association, the Cars Tour, the Southern Super Series, the ARCA Midwest Tour, and the SRA South Southwest Tour. Drivers are already discussing the impact of the announcement. Jack Dossie III, a former CRA All-Stars Tour champion and now competes more frequently in super late models. Dossi is excited to see the new bodies in action and hopes they are limited to super late models in competition. While Dossi is interested in using the new body, he holds reservations on the potential costs If the new body proves to carry a significant competitive advantage, a significant, I'll try that again, a significant competitive (laughs) advantage. It's a mouthful. Yes, it is. (laughs) And we've talked to Jack Dossie, so it surprised me he said that. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Uh, From what I have heard, it does cost a little more for individual parts. I have no true knowledge of that. But the price of the whole body is really close to being the same, commented Dossie. So the argument is finally over, Zach. Uh, all the discussions we've had uh, the ABC committee has approved the five-star next-gen body
0: yep and uh, you know we we probably speculated uh, that it would happen eventually it had to it had to happen eventually
1: it happened sooner than what I thought it was going I thought they were going to drag this out another year and or there were going to have to be some major changes Mm. but uh, I think they all realize what's good for the sport and and really i think it's a great job by everybody uh
0: by the way stay tuned coming up later on in the program uh we'll call up glenn luckett cra is a part of that abc committee mm-hmm. and uh odds are we'll be able to get him to weigh in on this a little bit maybe give us some insight as to what oh, that, i
1: think he'll have something to
0: say so, yeah we'll, we'll see what that process <laughs> looks like so uh how about this he's driven indie cars stock cars midgets sprints silver crown cars just about anything with a steering wheel both on dirt and pavement But at 65 years old, the bucket list started to kick in. Uh, So Friday evening, May 29th, Ken Schrader will cross one thing off of his list by racing a school bus in the school bus figure eight race at Toledo Speedway. The 29th, by the way, Rich, a little bit of a significant date for uh, Mr. Schrader. It's his 65th birthday. Uh, Schrader's a fan favorite at Toledo, where he captured the win in the ARCA event at the Glass City Oval in 2013. He was a champion uh, car owner in the Arkham Menard Series in 1999 and 2017, and he's also a partner in the ownership of Federated Auto Parts Speedway in Missouri. Ken also uh, does promotional appearances for Federated through the year with Ride and Drives in his Dirt Modified and Late Model, where he also competes in those classes to this day. Schrader is slated to run the Little 500 for non-wing sprint cars at Anderson, Indiana, the week prior to the Toledo event. So you go from racing in the Little 500... To driving a school bus around Toledo Speedway,
1: <laughs> and uh, I think I think when I look at my schedule, I think I just might be there at yeah. Toledo Speedway that night. We'll have to have to get a chance to talk to Ken, and I don't know if he quite understands what school bus racing is, Arca style. Uh, it is not school bus racing. Uh, they're going to try to tip him over on his roof. I guarantee <laughs> you that
0: <laughs> it's not just going to be competitive. It's going to be
1: <laughs> there really isn't anything competitive about it. They 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 packed the place. Thousands of fans end to end at Toledo Mm. Speedway, and they usually get uh, at least two or three, sometimes four, buses over on their top. So uh, you've got to give him the full experience. Well, that's (laughs) what I'm thinking they're gonna do. I'm thinking he's gonna get more than what he bargained for. Wow. Well,
0: you know, the the age of Ken Trader and the age of our own Rich France are pretty close, Uh, and so whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. <laughs> close is a close as a relative term, but uh, you know what? The, the, the this announcement about Ken Trader kind of got you thinking about something a little different for this week's. Here's the deal.
1: Yeah, I really I was feeling good about myself. I'm feeling good about uh, you know heading down south and getting into some warmer weather, and so I really didn't feel like complaining about anything this week. That's so great. I, so I thought maybe. Zach and I can do our own little bucket list. Yeah, that's cool. Now, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Zach is about 30 years younger than me. Okay. <laughs> so my level of a bucket list might be drastically different than his.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. Because, you know what? At 25 years old, for me, um, I, man. Have I really put together a bucket list yet? You know, I'm still looking at some opportunities. So, and I
1: th- and, and my opinion is, it really in, a bucket list is is really when you get get to my age and older, a bucket list is supposed to be something you're bragging about, right? Sure. Something that oh, you did that, you right. did that, right? Not something like oh, I went to Disney World. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what? <laughs> Which
0: if that's on your bucket list? <laughs> okay. Cool. Good no, for you. I've already done that too. Yeah. I've already, already been, been there, there. So
1: yep. <laughs> but uh, but that's what I was thinking. So I was thinking what. Myself And I I figured we could share our bucket list tonight, Zach. So I thought a little bit of... I've done a lot of things. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll go over some of the things that I had on my bucket list when I was younger, maybe your age, that I wanted to accomplish. Um, My family was from Germany, so I always wanted to go visit Germany, and I did that. And I went over there and lived there, compliments of the United States government, (laughs) for 18 months. But I got to go over to Germany and see how the other other side lives. Um, You know, and, and obviously... Driving a race car when growing up around a, a dad that does it, uh, like you did as well. Right. Um, I wanted to do that, and I was able to do that for the better part of twenty-five or thirty years, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself almost every night. Yeah, I, I had a good time just just doing it. But uh, probably a few couple things that I have yet to do that I that I probably thought about, uh, you know, after maybe I retired back in two thousand fourteen. Um, I still would like to get in an outlaw late model and just run some hot laps at like toledo or just in general it doesn't matter i want to see what it's behind and what it feels like to be in the seat um not it it doesn't have to be you know uh frank giovanni speed okay (laughs) i'm not talking but you know get up there i mean i've I've run pretty quick at toledo before Mm -hmm. in a in a late model sportsman car ran there for several years and um you know, I run at Flat Rock. I've run there for many years. So it's not like I would be in the car for the first time. Sure. But I'd like to see what it would feel like uh, just to be in one of those cars because we sit there and watch them and they're just amazing to yeah,
0: watch. Yeah, absolutely. You know? you know, you talk about getting behind the wheel of something. And, uh, you know, my racing career was when I w- was younger than 25, which, you know, um, I started racing when I was 10 and, and then, you know, was done by the time I was about 18. Um, and just due to circumstance. But in that time. Front wheel drives, street stocks, and dirt late models were my career. Um, and we had the garage fire when I was in the dirt late model, and that put us back to street stocks, and then eventually out of the car. I would love to get back behind the wheel of a dirt late model. The I know that I've already mm-hmm. done it, so it's kind of weird to put that on my bucket list, but I don't think that I did everything I could have done with that opportunity. Um, and then if not that, um, a, a winged 410 sprint car is is right up there as far as things that i want to drive
1: see you're still you're i'm still, still on the young. dirt side you well no you're still young and some of that crazy stuff uh, I mean, yeah exactly I <laughs> mean, we, we've spent a lot of time together the last couple of years and we've seen wing sprint cars um of, of course we spent a lot of time seeing the dirt late models yep. with the american ethanol late model tour um I just think those guys. It takes a whole different person to drive those. Cars. <laughs> it really, you gotta it be. Really does.
0: You gotta be a little messed up. <laughs> and, and and
1: and I'm about 20 years past that that brain sure. chromosome <laughs> that would say let's do it <laughs> now, right I, I i couldn't i couldn't do that uh, but uh, but but then look i'm gonna i want to jump in an outlaw yeah. late model yeah, and pavement so that's you know? the pavement <laughs> side of it, going
0: it, crazy so yeah, that's some stuff now for me uh, a bucket list item that i would like to be able to do uh not necessarily driving a race car but i want to get down or over to new zealand and or australia during our wintertime season and watch those boys run those midgets down there because Wow, they put on some great racing. And I just think it'd be cool to vo- go visit Australia.
1: It would be cool. My only problem with that, and it was funny you said that, because I get people say, oh, I'll, you know, my friends say, Let, you know, we should, you should go to Hawaii. It's great. Mm. I don't want to be off the ground that long, okay? <laughs> that is a long time I, in the air. I, I don't want to be off the ground that long. I don't want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane, like to go parachuting <laughs> or anything like that. I don't see any common sense in doing that, Yeah, jumping out of a perfectly good flying airplane yeah. to try to hope that you're shoot. shoot pops open well you know
0: you know the 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 want to go to australia comes from a guy who's never even been on an hour and a half flight so i've never been in an airplane at all but uh why not break why not break your seal by uh, doing a what is it some 12 or 18 hour flight to australia (laughs) i think it's longer than that yeah it (laughs) might even be that i think it's
1: 27 hours i think i think is what it yeah yeah with with multiple stops but it, it it uh it's a long way but it seems like it seems like our our bucket list revolve around racing because right. we've been in it so long. Yeah, you know, I've I've done like I said. I oh, um, let's go to Disney World. Let's go here. There, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done that stuff, and it just it's the racing stuff. I'd love to race, direct a race one day. Yeah, that'd be you know, cool. I've done a lot of things in racing. I've flagged a race, uh, a big race, the joy fair Memorial One Hundred. I was yeah. able to do that one year, and of course, the one year I'm on the flag stand, it goes green, white, checker, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't even get to throw you didn't a even yellow. get to wave the yellow. Didn't even get to wave the yellow. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, yeah, some just some things like that to do, and I think one, uh, you know, since hanging us hanging out uh, a few years, I think I'd like to make one of your bucket list items maybe come true. Uh, I think we should uh, get together very soon here in the next couple of years, and I want to take you down to Five Flags Speedway for the oh, Snowball Derby.
0: Absolutely, yeah, you're uh, we've right always up. talked about that. Yes, absolutely, that would be very great because you know what, going to Speed Fest at Cordial, Georgia, this year. Uh, last year, I said, you know, I told Scott. Uh, our boss and who owns horsepower happenings and motor city racing promotions. They said, you got to get me to speed fest. Uh, and so that happened. So now uh, we got to go to
1: five flags. In ter- <laughs> it, 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 absolutely. And in terms of drive time, it's only about two and a half, three hours yeah. further. If you're, so, you're going to go all so that way, go all the way to Cordell, <laughs> Georgia, you might as well go, you might, might well as well go to the going. snowball derby.
0: Let us know what some of your bucket list items are for uh, racing comment. Uh, leave us, leave us a drop in the comment as to what you want to do. Um, you know, realistically, for me to get back behind the wheel of anything, I think would be fun. Um, not ever going to do it full time like I'm doing this, but uh, I think you can. You, we can both agree. And Scott has admitted it to us too, as a former driver. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug craw- crawls up and bites you, and you go, "Man, it's, I had to dust off my driver's seat." Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> how
1: it does that. But then, uh, then I just get, I have reality set in. Yeah, and I realized after I retired how much did it cost me? Mm. Because back then, oh, man. That, back then I looked at my wallet and it was like five or a $10 bill. Now I look at my wallet. It's like, wow. So <laughs> I like that. <laughs> We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I, I'll, I'll never go back. Uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. Yeah. I'm too old. I mean, there's a lot of, there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. But I had my fun doing it. Uh, I, I don't want to, be not around racing sure but uh i like to be around it now in my own terms you
0: know what you, you you know what i think you should do is uh we should try and hook up with your buddy there with the world of outlaws morton buildings late model series um because i i just want to hear him call you Frenchie a couple more times
1: rick eshelman we, yeah we need to get <laughs> oh with, boy we need to
0: get with rick and see if oh. it, see if what he can do about maybe uh, getting some other things off your bucket list how, so.
1: how often does that happen the 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 voice of the morton buildings world of outlaws uh Late models, models, uh, interviews me at I 96 (laughs) Speedway. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was totally unexpected. That was really cool. But you know, I, it's been, it's been a long time since I've seen Rick. I've known him a long time. Yeah. Uh, It was really a nice surprise to see him Give him a hug. That was cool. It was nice to see him. It was good
0: stuff. Uh, So anyhow, let us know what your bucket list items are. Um, Maybe we share a couple. Maybe we can uh, all jump on a flight to Australia sometime and uh, check out some racing down there sometime in the off-season. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that probably should be on your bucket list item, uh, especially if you're a race car driver, and that is improving the safety of your operation. We're going to talk with John Berglund with the uh, Lane Automotive Safety Summit coming up on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. When the call sounds from race control, hello, yellow, yellow, bottom of one, yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals from Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP Safety Team is SFI-certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you.
1: Looking to solve a suspension issue on your current vehicle? Suspension Max is a service and solution based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, Suspension Max has been serving the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers since 2002 and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. To learn more about what they can do for you, give them a call at 1 88 629 9226 or go to suspensionmax.com. Suspension Max, the leveling kit experts.
0: The Motor City 200 is coming back for a third try on Saturday, April 25th from Flat Rock Speedway. The first can't-miss event of the year features a season-opening 100 laps for Champion Racing Association's JEGS and CRA All-Stars Tour. Also on the card for the first time since 2007, modifieds will battle wheel-to-wheel with 75 laps at the historic Speedway the Victory Custom Trailers, CRA Junior Late Model Series opens their sophomore season with 25 laps around the Metro Detroit Bowl Ring. The Motor City 200, Saturday, April 25th, from Flat Rock Speedway, a Motor City Racing Promotions event. For more information, log on to MotorCity200.com.
3: This is Dylan Westbrook, driver of the Hills
0: Racing 47ette, and you're listening to the happening. for the time now to move into our first interview of the night and uh, rich france a guy that a lot of people here within the state within the region um he's probably a well-known name almost anywhere in the racing industry he joins us
1: tonight tell us who we're talking to yeah you probably if you didn't see him at a racetrack or you probably seen him at a racetrack and didn't know who he was he makes his home in Madawan, michigan uh the advertising and racetrack promotions manager at lane automotive john berglund welcome to horsepower happenings well thanks for having me
2: guys i uh i really appreciate all you do for uh motorsports up in our region, and I look forward to talking to you guys.
1: Now, coming up here in a couple of weeks, uh, a big event for you guys, the third annual Lane Automotive Safety Summit, Saturday, March 7th. Uh, It'll occur 8 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now, before we get into all the nuts and bolts, uh, let's just talk about safety for a quick second. Uh, You know, sometimes we always take it for granted, but, uh, you know, just because of what's happened recently in the forefront worldwide with the ryan newman incident uh, is it unfortunate that it takes something like that to bring safety uh, back front and center in our conversation
2: well i i would have to agree with you it's very unfortunate what what happened to him but if we can raise awareness um of, of safety to everybody and, and make sure everybody's got their equipment up to snuff, i guess it's a positive thing
1: now, if I'm a driver, and, and obviously this Safety Summit is for drivers, track, uh, track owners, promoters, uh, let's talk about the Summit for just a minute. If I'm a driver and I think I'm safe because I've never been injured, uh, what can the Safety Summit do for me?
2: Well, number one, um, we're going to have representatives from a bunch of the top manufacturers of safety equipment, including Bell Helmets, Impact Racing, K1 Race Gear, Kirky, Lifeline, MPI Steering Wheels, OMP, RaceQuip, Simpson, Hans, and Stilo, plus Sparkle and Zamp. They're going to be there to give you technical information on their latest offerings. And in addition, we're going to have keynote speakers for the public um, from a a broad variety of our sport. Uh, Like, for example, we've got Lyle Barnett, who's a drag racer who got injured in a fire and a crash, who has been spreading the news about safety. He's going to come in and show you how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to safety. Um, We're also going to have Brandon Marshall of Lifeline Safety showing you how to set up a fire system suppression unit, uh, the layout of that. We also have Dean Huizenga, who's a late model racer from up in central Michigan and a safety team member at Crystal Raceway. Um, He's going to talk about pit and shop safety why it's important uh, to everybody who who's competing and, and who's involved and then we have ryan bowers who's who works with k1 race gear and he's a modified racer was soda modified racer he is going to explain planning for the worst case scenario to have the best possible outcome and then to top it off we've got tara who is an emt with motor city race promotions talk about health and wellness for motorsport safety and performance so I think we got a, a heck of a lineup of speakers and informative and, and people that are going to be on hand for, for the public. I'm calling them the public, but for the racers and crew and stuff like that.
0: Now, this is an event, too, where uh, one of the coolest promotions I think that you have that goes along with this is your uh, belt trade-in that you have. Um, along with all the other deals that are going to be going on inside the store. This one catches my attention the most um, because there is such a problem with, you know, the safety belts, the five or six point harnesses that we use. They have an expiration date on them. They have an expiration date on them for a reason. And uh, it's been a real epidemic here in our sport of trying to get those belts that are outdated off of the quote unquote black market, if you will. Um, and, And you guys do this program to help with that.
2: Quite correct. You can bring in an outdated set of safety belts, and um, with one of our participating manufacturers, you're going to get a $20 rebate on replacing those with a new set of belts. Um, a lot of people don't realize um, like how hard racing on dirt can be on your belts and cause premature wear. I mean, the dust and grit get into your belts, and they abrade the... Uh, a thread and a fabric in there and you definitely need to keep an eye on that but um yeah you know this is an extra 20 bucks to get you into a new set and belts are you know stupendously important with with everything we do here and i think it's a heck of a deal
0: and i also want to talk about i want to be able to make sure that we kind of hit on everything that's going on um outside of belts you guys are going to have some some markdown prices on all the safety equipment um most all the safety equipment so if if you're a driver sitting there and you're going man uh... my helmet's probably out of date if i'm real with myself or you know i haven't replaced my fire suit in a long time uh... you're gonna have a, a way a wide range of safety sale items a, at this event one day only
2: yeah, um definitely um... ryan Disterhaft who is our oval track product manager has uh, put a lot of work into getting this together getting the, the deals together um, you know Every, everybody needs to take a good look at the helmet and their suit. You don't want to have holes in the back of your suit, and, and you don't want to have a banged-up helmet. And I think we're going to have some stuff there to where you can get in new stuff, relatively cheap, uh, on a, a pretty decent deal in our showroom.
1: Now, I, John, I, I can be a Facebook junkie at times. Uh, I, I can be accused of that. but And really on Facebook, I see a lot of safety equipment. Uh, being sold secondhand and I you know I understand you can find things that look like they're a good deal but uh, we all know safety is not cheap that's not the point of safety but why may this not be a good place to find your safety equipment? Well
2: um, I would think that a lot of racers are getting rid rid of it for a reason maybe because it's outdated maybe because it's worn out. Um, I've often said that that a lot of times, and this isn't good, but the last thing a lot of racers look at is getting your safety equipment. I mean, maybe you're getting a manifold of carbon, some headers, and some other stuff like that, and finally you figure out you need some safety stuff, and the budget's a little short, and that's the last thing you think about. But I think it's probably one of the first things you should think about and make a habit of keeping it up to date.
0: Well, John, along with all the stuff that can be going on for the drivers, uh, which we've really only skimmed the surface with with the deals and with a couple of, uh, of uh, sit-ins that they can be a part of, there is something for almost everybody in the industry, and, and that goes all the way up to uh, the the column bigwigs, if you will, the, the guys that make sure we have a place to go on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, and that's your promoters. You, you guys have a, a part of this program that, that is really kind of catching on Uh, a promoters roundtable, if you will, as part of this event.
2: Correct. Um, We started that last year. We we decided we were going to have a get-together for promoters. Um, Some tracks we support, some tracks just in general, but we invited everybody to come out, put a team of speakers together, and and just called it a roundtable. Well, this year, um, Jake Steele of Kalamazoo Track Services and Scott Menlin from Motor City Race Promotions have put quite an effort into enhancing this program. We've also opened it up not to just owners and promoters but to all track workers to come in and, and take advantage of some of this. We also have Steve Sinclair from K&K Insurance and the IRA Sprint Cars who's going to present. Mike Myers who's the safety director of Lancaster Speedway out east is going to present and then we have a um, special presentation on the NFPA 610 guide for emergency and safety operations at Motorsports venues. By the name of Ron Farr, who was a fire marshal and an expert on fire safety, to be presenting to the promoters. Um we are going to start that off at 8 30 in the morning and then take a lunch break around noon and then come back and do a round table with Jake Steele, Scott Mellon, and Mike Myers. So I think it's there's something for everybody to learn whether you're a promoter or a track worker.
0: And this is a situation where and this is a subject, we kinda of open by saying this safety is an area that i don't think anyone has ever mastered no one has actually you know perfected their safety program to a t uh would you agree there's always something that can be learned and some way to better improve what you're doing uh if you're a racetrack or a race car driver with your safety program
2: well i, I would definitely agree and and in, in the uh Information that can be gleaned up, these industry experts can go a long way into setting you in the right direction on getting your program updated.
0: Well, John, as we look forward to this event, uh, third third annual, what are some things for, uh, you know, again, we, we've kind of talked about already all the reasons why somebody needs to come. But if I'm on the fence, if I'm a driver or a promoter that's on the fence, you know, water well, WaterVleet's kind of a long ways or, or whatever, uh, it's going to be a long day. What, are, what, what would be a key phrase that you would say, this is why you need to make this an event a, a priority for your schedule um, if you can't make it this year, next year for sure? Um, because there are a lot of industry people that are going to be there, and uh, I don't want to take your answer away from you, but I feel like if you're not at this event, you're going to be kind of an odd man out.
2: Well, I hate to call you an odd man out, but I, I would come in just to try the, the rollover simulator that KTS involves, um, see how adept you are at, at getting out of the car when it's upside down. I think you could learn something there. That's just one thing we're, we offered last year and we're going to do again this year. And um, things like custom ear molds are available that mm-hmm. make your, your radios more versatile inside your car and... Um, Oh, best of all, we're we're serving a free lunch at the whole thing too. Actually, we uh,
0: free food will get boss. people through the door.
2: <laughs> right, right. My, free my, free my food, boss. John. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my boss Scott Wallstrom is an excellent cook, and he's volunteered his services here, so we'll be able to feed everybody. And uh, just just take it for what it is. Information. We're not super far from be it Chicago, Detroit, Indy. I mean, we're, we're right off of exit 41 on I-94, and we're kind of centrally located, and you don't have to come for the whole day. Just come out and check it out for an hour or two if you'd like, and, and we'd love to have you.
1: So we touched on it briefly, John. Uh, when should everybody get there? I guess it's 8 to 3, but uh, I imagine you guys are planning on having a full house.
2: Yeah, we get a pretty good crowd there, but the, um, the keynote speakers start at 9.30, for for the public we'll calling public and um if you're interested in, in getting all those i would come early those got kind of full last year so i would plan to come early um one thing we didn't touch on is we also got some decent door prizes that we're gonna gonna do by drawing so the best thing you could do would be to register on our website or our facebook page and get registered early that way you can just kind of breeze in you won't have to spend a lot of time registering at the door and uh that that's what i would advise at this point
0: laneautomotive.com for the lane automotive safety summit 8 a.m to 3 p.m uh again lane automotive 8300 lane drive watervelete michigan 49098. John Berglund, uh, always a pleasure to chat with you and uh, really looking forward to this Lane Automotive Safety Summit. You and I chatted the very first year that you had it way back when and uh, it's been so cool to see this grow and And I, I'm guessing you'll echo this sentiment that it has been really cool to see the industry within our area uh, really buckle down and put safety as a priority.
2: I definitely agree, um, for sure, and you know, like I said, I I appreciate you guys from from the get-go helping us promote this, and of course, Scott Medlin, who's very involved with your show and stuff, and and Jake Steele, these guys have put a lot of effort into helping us, and and we really appreciate everybody involved.
0: Well, check it out for yourself, if you've never been to Lane Automotive, let alone to the Safety Summit, you need to go and see it, what an awesome facility, and what an awesome event, and uh, we'll be there. horsepower happenings will be there throughout the day uh so watch our social media and our website for uh, some updates throughout the day at the lane automotive safety summit Uh, Saturday, March 7th, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Lane Automotive. John Berglund, thanks so much. When we come back, we will uh, call up Glenn Lockett. He is the director of Champion Racing Association. But he and his crew were also the director of some stuff going on at New Smyrna over the weekend, or over the uh, past couple of weeks. And they're going to do it again in 2021. All the details coming up on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. The Motor City 200 is coming back for a third try on Saturday, April 25th from Flat Rock Speedway. The first can't-miss event of the year features... A season-opening 100 laps for Champion Racing Association's JEGS and CRA All-Stars Tour. Also on the card for the first time since 2007, Modifieds will battle wheel-to-wheel with 75 laps at the historic Speedway. The Victory Custom Trailers CRA Junior Late Model Series opens their sophomore season with 25 laps around the Metro Detroit Bowl Ring. The Motor City 200, Saturday, April 25th, from Flat Rock Speedway, a Motor City Racing Promotions event. For more information, log on to MotorCity200.com.
1: Suspension Max is a service and solution-based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, the local company began servicing clients in 2002. Suspension Max serves the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. Learn more about what they can do for you at SuspensionMax.com or call one 629 9226 Suspension Max, the leveling kit experts.
0: When the call sounds from race control, Hello, yellow, yellow, bottom of one, yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for motor city racing promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. This is Mike Bursley with EBR Development, and you're listening to Horsepower Havoc. Welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Zach Heiser, Rich France, along with you, and uh, we transition from talking about safety to back to talking about race cars. Uh, introduce us to our next guest.
1: Always nice to talk to this gentleman. He is the series director from Champion Racing Association. Glenn Luckett, welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Great to be here, guys. Now you guys uh, kicked off your 2020 season uh, with Speed Fest. We uh, we were able to be down there, had a great time. You had an outstanding weekend of racing to kick off 2020. And uh, with those photo finishes, you had to be awfully excited for the start of the season. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's always a great place to go down to Georgia. Those people are the nicest people in the world down there. And it's always some pretty decent weather when we get down there. We have a good time. We enjoy it. Uh, enjoy working there and uh, always look forward to coming back.
1: Now, you from there, uh, a couple of weeks later, you guys got, got right busy again. You went down to the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing at New Smyrna, and you guys handled all the officiating duties. Now, you guys had some... Really nice moments down there, and maybe some that weren't so nice. Uh, how did you get those? Really, to be honest, how did you get those bad re- bad moments rectified so quickly? Uh, because I think everybody knew it was the prolates at the beginning, and and you you guys got them straightened out, and they put on some great racing the last several days.
3: Yeah, we uh, we got the call to go down there from uh, Rusty Marcus, you know, and they, he called us and wanted us to meet, and we met with him. And uh, we worked it out to go down there. We'd, we'd been down there before. I was the race director in 2012 and 2013. We did scoring, but this time they wanted us to do tech. So Eddie Chu went down there, and we had uh, a few of our other guys went down there. Tech, Greg Wood actually worked in tech this time, and uh, Charlie Darling, Greg Wright. And Josh went down there. When they, we all had a good time. To be honest with you, it's always a lot of work. I tell everybody it's like Groundhog Day for (laughs) for ten straight days in a row because counting the practice day plus nine straight days of racing. And you get up, go to the racetrack, you spend all day at the track, get out of there about eleven or twelve, and go get something to eat. Go back to the house, take a shower, go to bed, and get it up, start all over again. So. But the good thing was the weather. I mean, we can't you can't beat being in Florida during two weeks of February. So there you go. It, it was very nice, uh, very nice weather. Had a good time. Um, the whole goal to go down there and talking to Rusty and and those guys was they wanted us to have people to have a good time. They said a lot. Of, you know, people have just complained that they really haven't enjoyed it down there. They wanted the tech to be firm. They wanted the racing. You know to be to be good but still you know be on top of it they didn't want it you know to be a mess so that was our goal and and we met that goal we we ran into a few obstacles like you said with the pro cars on on saturday and sunday uh they had monday off which is probably a good thing i told them to all go to the <laughs> beach and and we would meet on tuesday and basically what i did is we have our general drivers meeting in the morning and i called those guys all together afterward after practice and, and pulled them over it all by themselves and, you know, just kind of had a, what I, what I call one way communication. Uh, just, you know, I said, basically told them, you know, you guys have got the eyes of the world on you. There's nothing else racing and everybody's watching what you guys do. So I said, you're, you're not making yourselves look very good. You're racing, unprofessional. A lot of, you know, things happen on the track that don't need to happen. I said, you guys can race hard, but you don't have to, you know, spin each other out and knock each other around. So, it, it went pretty good. I also had uh, Ty Majeski come over and actually talk to him. I said, you know, sometimes they don't want to listen to me. Well, here's you know, here's one of your own that's you know actually gone through the ranks and now he's racing the truck series. And Ty did a really nice job of talking to him. And you know, I told him, I said, Tuesday, I said, we need to have the cleanest pro race that anybody's seen in a long time. And you know, we go out and ran 35 laps straight, green, 11 minutes and 11 seconds. So I was I was really happy after that race.
0: What sort of challenges were different for you and your crew when you're going down there because granted it's nine straight days of racing, but you kind of, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of changed that mentality from being a series director, which you do for a full-time job during the summer, to now you're kind of, you know, running a racetrack for nine days instead of a series. Um, How was that different for you and your crew?
3: Well, the big thing was it was trying there was so many different series i mean there, that was the big thing i mean usually we we know when we go in we have you know one or two series or like on a winchester weekend we have four that we run well we had you know like four every night so we had to take our our general um, rules that we use for our series plus we had to go you know enforce the rules for their local stuff too so Eddie had a, quite a task on his hand. I mean, he had to, to go through a lot of stuff and look at stuff and really be prepared when he got down there and, and to be ready each day for each division that was different and a lot of different drivers. I mean, you know, that's the other thing is you usually see the same, you know, 70% of the same drivers come to most of the races. Well, here you had different drivers every night. Sure. So now, trying to communicate to those guys about what we wanted, how we wanted the racing to be and, and keep it organized and keep it going. I mean, it was it was a bit of a hurdle, but things actually worked very well. I, w- I was really surprised.
0: So well to the point that only a matter of, I think it was two days after the fu- after the ninth day of racing was completed, maybe it was only a day, uh, it was announced that you and your crew would be going back in 2021. Uh, that's yes. usually a pretty good sign of how things actually went down there.
3: Yes, yes, yes. We, uh... We met with you know Rusty and Jane and uh, Robert and, and the, you know they just they really liked what went on and uh, we facted we I think they we already had talked I think there was still two days left and we had actually talked and then they came over on the last day on that Saturday and said hey we we'd like to go ahead and announce something and Andrew Hart who's the son of Robert and Jane he's he's actually probably going to be taking the right racetrack over here real soon. And he was all for it. He said, Let, let's, let's do something tonight. And we went ahead and actually did a, the picture there in Victory Lane at the racetrack after all the race was over on that last Saturday. And they planned within the next two days to go ahead and announce it. So they, they were really pumped up. I mean, they said they'd never heard so many people commenting about how much fun they'd had, how many years has it had been since they enjoyed being down there and how good the racing was the fan you know fans count was great uh the night of the arca race was the biggest crowd that people had seen there in five years so you know with all those pluses it, the problem is we've set the bar high so it's <laughs> yeah it's going to be tough to, you know to beat that next year but but now we've got a whole year i mean this you know this time we only had a, a month and a half i think is when we actually had planning time wow. now we've got a whole year to plan it and then and help you know do some things. I mean, there there is some things we can do to tighten up the schedule, and sure, we've got some ideas of how we would like to see some of the racing go, and and some things to try to build it back up to you even get more racers down there. So we're, we're pretty fired up about it.
0: Now, obviously, you know, we're all human, but you want to keep the professionalism and the humility in check. But what does that say for you and your crew? You know, what, what's that feeling like when they you get all those compliments and you hear that, you know, your crew is doing a really good job, that affirmation that, uh, you have a really tight, tight ship of people that uh, are going to be able to do this, not only with the World Series of Asphalt, but also when you go to do your CRA races, uh, you've got that confidence in your guys to be able to do a good job.
3: Sure. I mean, I knew going down there that, that we wouldn't we would have very little issues on our end. Um, I mean, Eddie always does a great job. I mean, he is, he's a type guy. He, he wants to do his job. He does his job well. But he doesn't want any headlines. You know, he want, he's, he understands. You know, he needs to be behind the scenes. He's not the focus of what what racing is when it's going on down there. That it's the racers. You know, so he makes sure that things get done. He's very proactive. He likes to take care of things early in the day or you know, get people through tech. Point out what they need to do to change. So when they do go racing, you know, they, they everybody's on a pretty equal playing field. And you know, we did our same company that did our lab test on tires we arranged to have it done down there and try to get the results back pretty quick so we could keep everybody you know honest on the tires and you know that was a bit of a process but people understood what we were doing and why we were doing it and they were all very you know very happy about it but uh, i mean we're very lucky i mean i've got some really good people that have been with us for quite some time and it, it makes my job very easy and quite honestly that's they're what makes cra as good as it is you know it's not me it's it's not RJ. It's all the good people we have at workforce.
1: Now I was, uh, you could see, uh, I, I was the one that was able to watch it. I think I watched eight of the nine nights on track pass. And, mm-hmm. um, so I was pretty lucky there and it's a whole lot different watching it on TV and the program than, than, than in the stands. That's for sure. Um, but I sure noticed that there wasn't a whole lot of delay. You're only running features every night, so you don't have right. heat races to fit in and, and all that kind of stuff. But, I I was I was entertained with how the program went just because I didn't have to wait 25 or 30 minutes for in between every single feature. Sure, sure, and it's and and it's a
3: little bit you got to have some patience when you're down there. I mean, I'm I'm people will tell you when I'm in the tower, I'm like go go go. But you know, every victory lane since it is a feature victory lane, and they like to do the top three. and, And you know, for for a show like that, for all the money that people spend to travel to get down there and spend that much time down there. You want to give them that, that chance to shine. I mean, if they finish in the top three, you know that's an accomplishment. Let them get their pictures taken and do all that stuff. And it, and it works out pretty good. I mean, they also like to do an intermission, but usually it worked out pretty good that we did an intermission during one of the longer victory lanes. So, you know, by the time we got the victory lane done and had the next features car lined up, we were ready to go. So that, that's always good to have there.
0: Well, with that behind you, now we look forward, and uh, your duties kind of now go back to Champion Racing Association. Um, with uh, I lose count, and, and I, I'm on your website almost every day, and I still lose count with how many divisions <laughs> you have. Um, five, five. Five of two. them. Five of them getting ready to go here, um, and just a couple of weeks away with March right around the corner. Um, you guys are going to be busy down uh, kicking your season off the first weekend in April at Lucas Oil.
3: Yep, yeah, we start. it starts there, and hopefully we get that race in. It's not in March. Every year that we've had that race scheduled in March, it always gets canceled because of weather. So I'm glad to see it in April now. But uh, our Cabin Fever event at Lucas Oil will have our sportsmen and our Street Stocks will be their season kickoff. Also, the uh, new Modified Series, I'm not sure what the name yet is. I haven't heard, but uh, Brian Nestor's got it now, the new owner there, and that's where they'll kick off their season. It'll also be the second race of the year for the Vors Compacts. They'll be done at Five Flag Speedway here in a couple of weeks with the ARCA East. So looking forward to it. Uh, we usually get good car counts. I've already taken a lot of phone calls and interest from some people. Got some new racers coming on board in both the sportsmen and the street stock. So we're really looking forward to kicking off the year.
1: And then last year, you know, you talk about April hopefully being better weather. It wasn't very nice to us last year. No, uh, not at all. Tr- tried, to, tried to kick off last year with the Motor City 200. You're going to bring a couple of divisions back to the Flat Rock Speedway a few weeks uh, later.
3: Yep, yep, and hopefully that goes well. I, I tell people everywhere I go that Flat Rock is one of the raciest racetracks that we go to, and, and it's probably the perfect racetrack to kick off a season because, it, you know, it's small enough that you're not going to may hopefully tear up a lot of stuff, but also it's wide enough to where you can race too wide all the way around the racetrack. So you've got plenty of room to race. Uh, we're hoping, you know, junior late models. We've got uh, 11 guys already signed up for this year. and Hopefully, going to maybe pick up one or two before the season starts. We've got some great commitments on the Jigs Tour side. Uh, Chase Berta, who won the juniors last year, he's going to run the full season and run for the championship and rookie of the year in the Jigs Tour. So is Charlie Keevan, who finished second in the juniors last year. Uh, Zachary Tinkle, who is our sportsman champion this past year, he's moving up also to the Jakes Tour to run for rookie and championship. So we've got three really good guys that are stepping up to run the full season for rookie and championship. Plus, you know, Mandy Chick's coming back. I'm pretty sure Dan Leeks probably looking to run. I think he's going to start out the season and see how he goes and kind of determine from there. But, you know, we've got a really good group of racers there that's going to put on a good good show for that for that series and hopefully with the junior late models also all season.
1: And, and regardless of the fact that neither one of those two divisions have ever been to Flat Rock Speedway, uh, really, they, they've never run there before. And then we also, you know, Zach and I got confirmation, Carson Hosovar has that race on his schedule uh, yep. in, in a late model, and so does Brian Campbell. So sure. uh, we're going to have some talent at that race.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, Brian loves that place. And, and it's on, like I said, it's on Carson. Carson loves to go there. So, you know, all those guys are all looking. I'm sure Eric Lee will be there. That's, that's his hometown track. and. He, he'll always want to run gun there. Jimmy Tucker, I talked to him the other day, and their team's from close by there. He'll be there. Hayden Sprague, uh, right down the street, he'll be there, too. So there's, a, there, like you said, there's going to be a lot of good good cars. There.
1: And you mentioned that he did an outstanding job, Hayden did, down in Florida, didn't he? Yes,
3: yes. Yes, he got, unfortunately, he got caught up. He, he, he made a great, great run to the front and was really catching the guy there on Sunday and, and just drove in a little too hard coming to the checkers and, and got into the back of the car in front of him and unfortunately spun him out and you know with our series when that happens you know we we, we don't allow rough driving to win Yeah, us michigan so he, fans he, weren't happy with you that <laughs> night let me tell you <laughs> he got dq but he he totally understood he did a nice job in his speed 51 interview you know he said look he said i understand what happened you know I, that's not the way i want to win races and things just happen quicker I, you know i thought i didn't think he was going to stop as hard as he did and he said, "I just had nowhere to go." But we, we talked about it on Tuesday and, and worked through it. And he understood. I mean, he, there was there was no problem there, you know. And there's and there's nothing worse than I want to do than take a win away from from somebody. But you got to have guidelines. And you got to have procedures. Otherwise, it would just be a wreck fest. So.
0: Rules is rules. <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> um,
0: let's talk about with the CRA uh, really what a great first year you had with the junior late model program and uh, I, I echo what you just said a minute ago I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the sophomore year with that because sure. um, well you know people could say well Chase Berta just dominated that thing and it was no fun to watch but you look at what Kevin was able to do there late in the stretch and I go back to that race at Toledo where I think that Chase had some luck on his side to get yes. that win yes. um, I think it's just going to get even more competitive this year in 2020.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean everybody we all knew coming in that that Chase was going to he was going to be the guy to be. I mean, he just had more experience, was older. Um so we kind of knew what was going to happen there, but I tell you my biggest surprise was the difference between the drivers at that very first race of Birch run. We got to run uh, it just wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I thought there'd <laughs> be a huge difference in talent and they were all, you know, Chase was yeah, he's a step above, but the rest of them were all pretty close. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, this year we got, you know, Dawson Nalls coming back for his second year. Zach Wilhelm, who, you know, he really got up on the wheel there at times and, and came close to winning the race there at Corgan Old Speedway. Um, Katie Hittinger, I mean, she came, she did so well. I mean, she, she just progressed all year long and got better. And, and she's got a brand new car and, and looking forward to coming back. And right now we've got seven rookies, seven new kids that are wow. coming in. And we've got you know a lot of kids with a lot of talent. Carson Lucas is a kid that's he's he's got a lot of talent and won a lot of go kart races. Uh, Keegan Sosobillo, he's from up New Baltimore, Michigan. I don't even know where that is, but <laughs> I've heard some good things about him. Uh, Nash Ingold from Fort Wayne. He's going to come over. He's been running some front wheel drive stuff over at Angola. A kid named Dalton Turban from Wichita, Kansas. All the way from Wichita is wow. coming. Mason Surger, I think he's from he's from around near you guys there. He runs up in, from around Lansing. Uh, I got a kid, Bill Kimmel, uh, the famous Kimmel family down yeah, in Southern that- Indiana. They're going to have a development team. Oh, very cool. A kid, a kid named Jordan Riddick's going to run, and then we got another <clears throat> development team. It's going to have uh, Lee Falk Racing actually out of North Carolina. going to help a kid named uh, Cody King come over in Iowa. So it's you know we we had a lot of local kids last year but you know now we're even getting further you know reaching out to Iowa and Kansas and some of these other places so it's getting some interest from from further than just in our area which and is it's just pretty cool
0: and it's picking up steam which is I think good for any sort of racing program that you can have um, because you know we talked about this last year when the the news broke that you were going to have this aside from you know Madera Speedway in California. A teenage late model program is just something that hasn't been heard of, and um, you know I think you faced you guys may have faced a little bit of adversity when you announced this, but again I just have to say 2019 was so successful um, that uh, I I just can't wait to see what happens in
3: 2020. A lot of people said, well, look, you know weren't you disappointed you only had eight kids? I said no. Right. (laughs) I said you know to work with them you, you I don't need 20 of them. You don't need 20 of them out there to to do what we want them to do, which is to learn you know learn to race. Be good at it, be professional. And you know, also the parents. I mean, it, it's it's not easy to go, you know, from one and quarter midgets or go-karts to jumping to do this. I mean, it's just it's such a learning curve for, for them. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a whole different situation than what they're used to. And and they all did well. I mean, it was it was an enjoyable season and we're look for, we're looking forward to this year and what's gonna happen with all the new guys.
0: And and the final thought on this, with eight kids it helps you guys know how you're going to have to treat these these kids behind the wheel as officiating sure. crew, but it also helps you in the off-season go, yep, Chase is ready to go to the JEGS Tour, Kevins ready yep. to go to the JEGS Tour, uh, and be able to make those, allow them to run those tours with confidence.
3: Yeah, and it's, I mean, we've always had some 12 and 13-year-olds that want to come run, but this just makes it so much easier, because, I mean, we had an approval process, but you really don't know, you know, how good a kid's going to handle it until he gets out there and and now you get an opportunity to actually see them race with kids their own age. And that, that's just so, so much better. I mean, I just I enjoy this so much more to have this opportunity for these kids to do this and, and to see them on track and see them develop. And that's exactly what we wanted to do is you go here, then you move up and then you go up you know, to the JEGS Tour and then to the Supers and wherever else is beyond that. So this we're we're accomplishing exactly what we wanted to do with this.
1: Now we we move on and and last Thursday I was so happy to hear this announcement. <laughs> Me Zach and I have gone round and round with this. uh The ABC committee now approves the five star next gen body for 2021. Now you don't have to break any good news here unless you really want to. But uh does this give you guys something to talk about now? Yeah,
3: I mean it, <clears throat> I'm not on. I haven't been on the ABC committee actually for a while. But I mean actually you know I I hear what's going on and I know what was going on and it was. It was an ongoing ordeal, to be honest with you. We, we, we spent way too much time as, as a group and series of going back and forth with this whole thing. But, you know, it really wasn't presented right. Um, the biggest thing we, in our mind was we wanted to make sure that this new product wasn't an advantage. Because if it was an advantage and we were going to make people have to go buy this new body, it was going to be bad. I mean, because it was, it was going to cost too much money. There was going to be people quit racing, so we weren't in a hurry to do it. We said, let let other people do it. Let them go. You know, be our test. See how this thing runs against you know the old body versus a new body on the racetrack. And and that was one of the big things that we saw. But there was not a competitive advantage from what people could you know could see on the racetrack. You can take a to the wind tunnel and do all the tests you want, but everybody knows when you see stuff on the racetrack, you know that, that's when you see things happen you know we get a good feel for it and, and we realized that there, there needed to be something new obviously i mean 17 years with the same body but then again in a time right now where asphalt racing and lake mile racing is pretty fragile we didn't want to make the wrong decision either so that's you know we took our time and as a group everybody wanted to kind of you know let's, let's see what happens let's see what happens so once we got 2019 we had a lot more data a lot more stuff and and AR bodies, I don't know, he kind of forced our hand. He came out with a new reskin, which we weren't, you know, it never was approved, and he just felt like he needed to stay in the game. So once once that came out, we thought, well, it's time. we got to do something. Otherwise, this is going to get out of hand. So as a group, we talked, and, and you know, they came up with the decision to go ahead and do the Gen 6. Um, we're still in the process of, you know, AR bodies. Five Stars made a nice offer to, to AR to actually give them the builder templates to save Jerry some money on startup costs and that kind of stuff. And the goal is to have two similar bodies. We don't want two totally different bodies. They have to be similar for that same reason that there isn't an advantage for one or the other.
1: So is that that pretty much a decision you guys are making? If they can get, as soon as they get that worked out, you're going to approve that for 2021?
3: Well, it's already approved for for 2021. Yeah, okay. it, I mean, we, we have approved it, and we're actually talking, we're actually coming up with a date. It will be, it will be approved to run with us sometime probably after the second half of the season. Uh, we've already got people that obviously have got cars and got bodies on them. So what we want to do is give people the opportunity once they start racing and we're getting close to the you know, middle of the season and they tear something up, we want to give them the opportunity so they're going to invest in a body to go ahead and buy the Gen 6 if they want to.
1: And and, so, and you really, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, Zach and I had talked about the same body over 16, 17, 18 years. I mean, how you go back to the Arkham Menard series. How long did they run the same bodies year after sure, year? And and, sure. and and you want to see something kind of grow with the times, don't you?
3: Sure. And I, You know, is it is it going to put another 1,000 people in the stands? Probably not. I don't think so. Is it going to put another... 10 or 15 cars on a racetrack? No, but it is something different and it helps build some excitement and anything in this day and age that we can build something or even get, you know, people talking about stuff. That, that's the key to getting people back out to the racetrack or maybe coming back and to, you know, seeing more races. So, you know, if that helps, that's great. I mean, I hope it does, but uh, we also got to keep, you know, be careful with cost and you know, we don't want to drive the racers that we have out of racing because things cost too much money. So, You know, there's a fine line there. Well, Glenn, we appreciate you
0: taking the time to chat with us tonight. Uh, Glenn Lockett, Series Director with Champion Racing Association. Find out more about what's going on with CRA by logging on to cra-racing.com. And, uh, again, your season gets kicked off with the uh, Cabin cabin Fever Race down at Lucas Oil Raceway Saturday and Sunday, April 4th and 5th. Looking forward to that. And, uh, as you said, hopefully Mother Nature keeps her greasy little paws off of that event and uh, you guys can have a good race down there.
3: Yeah, we hope so, too.
0: So, all right, Glenn. Thank you so much. We will uh, we will talk soon. Uh, in the meantime, Rich, we look ahead to what's on the schedule for racing this weekend. Kind of a blank canvas, realistically, around here. But look, one more weekend
1: ahead. As we talked with John earlier, uh,
0: March seventh. That's that's going to be a busy place uh, at Lane Automotive.
1: If you're a track owner, track promoter, driver, crew member, anything, you want to learn more about safety, you need to upgrade some of your safety equipment. It doesn't cost you anything to go out there. March 7th and 8th, uh, 8 to 3, Lane Automotive Safety Summit, 3rd Annual. Go out there, get they'll give you all the information you need to make an educated decision. Yeah. And they're going to have some special pri- pricing on select items as well. Uh, maybe they just might have what you need for 2020.
0: And don't forget, as we talked earlier, they've got that belt rebate program. If you, Before you go to this, go out to your car, look at your belts. If they're out of date, even by a year, grab them suckers and bring them with you. You're going to get a $20 rebate um, if you just turn them in. And A, they're off your hands, and B, you got a brand new set of belts for the uh, 2020 season.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong. I mean, we. It, it's unfortunate, you know, uh, like we were talking with with Johnny, you know, about what it takes for safety to come forefront. It, it it's unfortunate that it takes something like what we saw a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but don't wait for that to happen. Right. Don't wait to find out if it's going to work and and be lucky uh, like Ryan Newman, get the right stuff in the car you don't have to worry about it well
0: hey that's going to do it for our show tonight Um, apparently this is like the last time for two weeks that you're going to hear uh, probably rich france's voice because apparently dry martinis on a beach lead to not really wanting to do a show on mondays so we'll let you take a couple week vacation how's that (laughs)
1: <laughs> that'll be nice but give me a call give me give me some notice uh, maybe we can do a remote uh, yeah there you go uh, uh, we'll do a remote I'll have some reggae music going on in the background and all that kind of stuff we'll let the fans hear that but uh, yep I'll take off uh, Friday head down head down and I'll miss uh, for an, an announcer's workshop announcer's <laughs> workshop yes and, and I will come back and explain to you Zach everything that I learn when I was gone. I right,
0: look forward to that uh, be sure to watch our Facebook and Twitter for more information on next week's show HorsepowerHappenings.com and don't forget what you can listen to past episodes of Horsepower Happenings online, horsepowerhappenings.com. For Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk next week.
1: You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings on the Motor City Racing Network. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.